Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're tuned in to another episode of Bannockdotes, the podcast that's holding it down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. Thank you for joining me today. We got a good one for you. Before we do anything, make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel. Give this video a like if you enjoyed it, of course. And leave a comment down below. Did you like it? And if you didn't like it, leave it down in the comments below. Uh, if you've got any ideas for any upcoming guests or any questions you want me to ask any of the guests that I have on the show, just let me know all in the comment section in this video down below. Thank you very much. And if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe to the Instagram page. That's just at Banecdotes, B-A-N-D-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. That's where we do all the updates for all the shows, um, anytime that we're posting any reaction videos. It's all happening there. Also, I know I mentioned it in the subs uh, reaction video, but we're at 219, 2 something, 214. I don't know. We're in the 200s of the subscriptions on YouTube. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're the folks that keep me doing this thing. Because sometimes I feel like I don't want to do it. And then, uh, you know, every week someone says something really nice about the show or, uh, you know, uh, someone says something nice about finding out about a new guest, and uh, which is really what the show is all about. And it makes me feel good, and it makes me realize that I'm I'm doing a good thing for for the people. At least I think I am. At least I think I am. <laughs> all right. Well, talking about Ontario, let's jump into local Ontario shows happening right now. Tomorrow, September 29th in Waterloo at Maxwell's, we have Cancer Bats and Comeback Kid playing with Chastity and Bad Egg. In Toronto that night at Seascape, we have Squanderer with Maldita, High Anxiety, and Begging for Oxys. Friday, September 30th in Kitchener at the Army-Navy, Total Punk Annihilation with Maldita, Lager, The Essential Letdowns, and UTL in Hamilton that night however Comeback Kid Cancer Bats Chastity and The Good Depression uh, they're playing at Bridgeworks October 1st Saturday October 1st in Toronto at the Dakota Tavern we have Hungry Lake and the Casey Baker Neon Cowboy in Brampton that night at Spot One Comeback Kid Cancer Bats Chastity Cohesion and Mile End Bliss Fields and Keep are doing a run of shows together Friday, October 14th. They're in Toronto at Toronto Style Bar. Saturday, October 15th in Montreal. They're at Turbo House. Sunday, October 16th in Brooklyn at St. Fetus. Juice and Total Silence are doing a run that same weekend, Friday, October 14th in Hamilton at The Doors, Saturday, October 15th in Montreal at Hemisphere Gouache, Sunday, October 16th in Toronto at Seascape, and Rest Easy and Within Step are also doing shows that weekend, Friday, October 14th in Toronto at The Bovine, Saturday, October 15th in Montreal at Hemisphere Gouache, Sunday, October 16th in Ottawa at Dominion Tavern. Friday, October 14th in Toronto at the Garrison, New Friends DIY presents Respire with Mark Boulanger of Massanera, playing with Terry Green, Basque, and Treehouse of Horror. 
Also in Toronto that night at the Hard Luck Bar, we have the Casualties playing with Dead Wolf, Choices Made, and The Slime. Saturday, October 15th in Hamilton at the Doors Pub, Steel City Hardcore presents Rust with Gavel playing alongside with Die Alone, Shut Away, Entice, Just Right, and Spirit of Vengeance. That's going to be a crazy show. So many bands playing and uh, at such a sick venue. Friday, October 21st in Toronto at Linsmore Tavern, Night Feeder with Absolute Dioxide, Spearhead, and Fertilizer. In Toronto at Handlebar that night, we have Tossed Aside with Grishka, Botlem, Acid Shower, Days Lager. Saturday, October 22nd in Kitchener at the study room, we have Stagnance with Quinton Barnes and T Dunn. Friday, October 28th in Toronto at the Bovine, we have the Almighty Trigger Happy, Fully Crazed, and the Holdouts. Get your tickets then. Lots of cool stuff happening in Ontario. So much cool stuff. Always, always go out to a local show. If you any of those shows sound any enticing to you in any way, definitely, definitely go out and check it out. That's what we're here for. I'm here to spread the good word. If you're not even here for the podcast, just listen and 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 go out to a cool show. If you've got the time, of course. I know we're all busy. I know we're all pinching those pennies. I'm right there with you. All right, let's get on to my guest this week. My guest this week is Tyler McAllister, goes by Steiner. You'll hear right away that him and I are a longtime friend. God, we couldn't even come up with the first time that we met together because it's been so long. We were literally children uh, just and met because we went to the same school. He was He's older than me. He's my sister's grade. And uh, you know what? Honestly, I'm so glad we got him on the show. I've been plugging him on some of the reaction videos. He's been working hard on this rap project, and uh, it was it's just just a good time to sit down and talk with him because uh, you know honestly we had a great conversation, and uh, and I'm I'm glad to kind of help him along his way. Uh, so if any of you folks are into like a, like an underground DIY rap. Kind of thing. This is right up your alley. This is Steiner here on Banecdotes. Welcome back, Bannock folks. You're tuned in to another episode of Banecdotes, podcast that holds down for the underground sound here in Ontario, Canada. And I'm your host, Phil Paxton. And today we have, you want me to call you by your... You can call me by my name. Tyler McAllister, Thank otherwise you. known as Steiner. You're an old friend of mine. This is your camera right here. This Thank is my you. camera. Uh, yeah, you're an old friend of mine. We've known each other. Jeez, I couldn't even tell you. Do you remember what year we were when... Because you were my sister's age, and I know that you would probably have met her because she was in, like, your class or something. Right. Um, I think we started hanging out. Um, I must have been in high school. Because... Oh, well, we actually started hanging out. But when I first met you? Oh, we must have been, like, literal children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. At Edith Cavell. Yep. Old stomping grounds. I just drove by that today. Uh, you don't realize how bad a school is until you grow up and yeah, you you know, like, wow, it's like so small. And, uh, I can only imagine how, uh, beat up it is inside there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they had a pretty crazy staff there, too, <laughs> if I recall. There's a lot of weird stuff that happened there. I remember, before we get into anything, I remember one teacher there, uh, uh, Mr. Blanchet. He's come yep. up on the show before. He's going to come up. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to come on the show. Um, he was that he uh, he took one of, uh, someone was wearing a hat inside, and they were like, uh, it was a Top Gun hat. And uh, Mr. Blanchet comes up to him and he goes, hey, you know what they do in Top Gun? And the kid was like, what? And he goes, they fly. And he took it and he threw it out the window. His hat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when I was a kid, um, I must have been in grade five or something. I will dive right into childhood trauma. Um, um, so I guess like someone caught me like picking my nose on sure. like the playground. And Mr. Blanchett's like window was open or something. So he's like, he's kind of like listening in. And everyone's like razzing me for like picking my nose. And... I don't know if I'm remembering this exactly right because it sounds so fake, but I'm pretty sure that he he looked out the window at all the kids and he was like, hey, kids, Tyler doesn't only pick his nose. He puts it behind his ear to save it for his poor family to eat. Jesus Christ, what a dick. Now, I might be misremembering that, but it's so hyper, it's burned into my memory. You don't forget something Even like that. Even if it didn't happen, I hate him so much that I manifested that. Right. It's just a bad, were you on the uh, all-male volleyball team? The, not the volleyball, I was on the cheerleading. Or sorry, the cheerleading team. <laughs> yeah. We were on the cheerleading yes. team together then. Yeah. That's yes. probably the earliest we hung out was oh going to Canada's Wonderland. That's right. What did we get, third place? Or yeah, something? Yeah. Because we didn't deserve any place. No, yeah, Because no. there were people doing actual gymnastics. <laughs> well, because his bright idea was like, if if you placed, if you if you tried to get into this cheerleading contest, you would go to Canada's Wonderland for free. It's pretty, ge- yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, actually. It's pretty sick. And we all got to go for free. Everyone, like, it, it was like a whole thing. It was actually a quite uh, smart idea. I think but, we like, danced to, like, the Beach Boys. It was. Or... Dance, dance, dance. <laughs> that was the song. Yeah, right. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll let the listeners know. Steiner, you've been, uh, well, I mean, you've been working on music probably for as long as I've known you. You've been, you've played in, you've played in bands before. You've yeah. played, you've, you've had, you know, you play guitar. You, you're like an active musician, but this is probably your first time you're doing something like rap. That's, this is the first time you're doing rap, right? Yeah, first time um, doing anything. Well, um, oh man, I don't know if. Shout out Corey Dobbin. Um, I don't know if he wants me to say anything, but um, I was in a rap song with um, now disbanded group, The Sexy Fuckers. The Sexy Fuckers, that's right. Um, called Try Me Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I, so I've, I've, you know, I've blessed the mic before. Yeah, yeah, but, you've um, um, no, I've always, um, I've always been active, but never um, in anything sort of official. Um, I don't know. I think that I'm the type of person who, um, like, as much as I like the idea of collaboration, I really think, like, my, the way I work and the way my sort of bursts of creativity work, I kind of have to seize the moment right then and there. Sure. So it's I it's hard for me to picture the band dynamic because I just feel like I, I need to write when I feel like writing. Mm-hmm. I need to create when I feel like creating. And mm-hmm. I just... um. I can't imagine trying to schedule creativity. Yeah, it's tough. It so. can be. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you've been doing uh, Steiner now, which is super stuff. Sick. You've got how many singles out now? Um, six. On, nice. Six on Spotify and all other streaming. And um, then you've probably got like you said you said got something a whole album in the pocket or um, I've got yeah I've got um some stuff in the vault. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to be um a little bit more. I haven't been doing this very long. Yeah. Um, but. 
I'm trying to be a little bit more selective um, about how quickly I'm releasing things now. I don't want to um, put everything out and then just um, totally. have these big empty pockets of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's a great time for an album. I think the way I'm going with singles right now makes a lot more sense. Absolutely. Because um, I'm actually having some mild, very mild success yeah. with putting singles out. So, um, But I have um, um, Shout Out Sydney. I have um, Newsflesh, if anyone's aware of them, working on my album artwork. Yes. Um I've had some great people help me along the way with this project. So um, I have a lot of stuff in the vault, but um, I don't want to put everything out in one body of work and then have it sort of just get lost in translation as other things come out. Yeah, and I totally relate with that because sometimes being in a band, that's exactly what happens. Uh, You know, like, you know, Sinner put out that whole full length and we really love that record. But uh, a lot of the times uh, people are just kind of like are just finding out about it. And like it feels weird. It's like... uh, you know, it's fun to say like, yeah, we have a full length under our uh, belt, but you know, it feels professional. You want, yeah, 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 yeah. And like, you know, what's something super cool about what you're doing is you're mixing and mastering, producing, and doing it all yourself, right? Yeah, I don't make I I like um I lease my beats from um a few people. Yeah. Um, so I'm not making my own beats, but everything is mixed, mastered, recorded by me, self taught. Yeah, yeah, I so just, impressive. um, I had never even worked in, um, a DAW, I guess they're called. Um, yeah, yeah, Like, six months ago, I was looking up, um, tutorials on Audacity. Right. And I was recording, like, really bad-sounding songs. Sure. Like, there's a very, very, very bad version of Mr. Mind that I recorded okay. on Audacity that made me think I was just not gonna do this. Yeah. It, it was such a, it was such a blow to hear this <laughs> poor, like, I, I'd sunk so many hours into this recording, and it just... It sounded abysmal, and yeah. then I, I had people point me in the right direction, and um, I feel like I, I'm kind of getting it now, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's a very loose project. I don't have any goals sure. in mind with this. Um, it was really just to kind of... Um, I had just written all these rap songs since, I, like, since 2017, I'd say. Cool. And I just really felt like some of them should get recorded eventually to some capacity because it they I just thought, you know, I have this music, why not bring it to fruition? Mm-hmm. And I had spent all this time sort of fantasizing about what it would sound like. So it's really, um, even if no one was listening to it, it, it's still really gratifying to have actually put this out, put it all together and... Um, have this body of work that right. you know even I can look at and just be like you know I I said I was going to do something and now it is out there for yeah. and some people seem to be liking it. So. Yeah, and now how does it feel that you got like started now? You got some songs out there. And... Um it was it was scary at first. Um you were um you were one of the people who gave me um the type of feedback I needed to hear. Um not even like Corey gave me constructive criticism which I really liked. Um but shout out Corey Dom. Yeah. Um but um with you um the compliment you fed me and I remember you telling me was like I remember you saying something along the lines of like, I was kind of worried this is going to be bad. Like, <laughs> I was a little worried that you were going to send me like a, a really, really hard to listen to song. Like, and it actually wasn't bad. So that like, I remember you telling me you were relieved that it was good. And I'm like, that feels so authentic. You know what I mean? Because I get that. Yeah. And um, I feel like um, even a lot of like just people out of our, um, like my natural friend group and our natural friend group and stuff, I can look at my analytics and... A lot of our personal, like a lot of the people I know personally, like putting stuff on my Facebook or even my Instagram, um, I'm still not getting too much traction from that specifically. So sure. all of my traction really is coming from people who have no idea who I am. Organically, yeah, it's it's really it's um the my my songs are really just standing for themselves. It's not people who like I got some you know people I've grown up with who are listening to it. And I 
Really appreciate them. Shout out Kyle Ronsberg. <laughs> Makes me feel good. But um, there's definitely... Um, like, I thought there would be the morbid curiosity sort of approach. You know, like, Tyler put out a rap song. Like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all right, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see what the... But I'm not even... It's not... I'm not even necessarily getting that. So, um, it's been really, really gratifying to see, like, my monthly listeners go up, especially because I've done no marketing. I, I really don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know how to make a TikTok. It's, like, it's tough. Especially I, this, this, yeah. Yeah, like I'm, the, like, I'm the type of person who, like, I... Like, if I take, like... If I notice I'm taking a selfie, I can't do it anymore. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the marketing aspect of it um, has been pretty confusing. But um, right now, I'm just putting music out. And, you know, if people want to listen to it, it's really cool. And I would I would like to try to get involved um, in the hardcore scene and see if I can get some singers, you know, if they yeah. want to flex the rap chops and sure. jump on a song or something like that. It's, it's a wide-open project. I could see... Um, full musical things happening in the future potentially shows um, i it's i'm interested in shows it's it's an interesting concept for someone who again um i feel like i um not to downplay hardcore bands right but i feel like if you just dropped me in a hardcore band right now i could really make it work okay and i would understand what to do and i could understand how to put together a show and i could give you like an ep with like a whole concept and stuff but this project um in terms of recording in terms of shows is so new to me and um the the idea of doing a show i'm really interested but um i'm trying to work out the mechanics of like do i get a dj do i self dj um do i do i explicitly play rap songs or do i try to incorporate a heavy element so i think um as long as things fall in place the way i think i can make them fall in place I could see myself playing shows, um, but I just don't want, um, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing an audience to deal with me. I, sure. I, it's really going to be about placement with my music. Okay. It's going to be about certain bands. There's certain bands that you, no one's going to want to hear me open for that. That's going to happen anyways in terms of heavy music. But um, the good thing about the hardcore scene is I do find um, there's a lot of malleability in terms of like things like that. Like at yeah. least the kids who want to have fun. Right, right, right. So, um... Um, I guess to try to summarize that, I would really like to play shows, but the lack of a, I guess, I don't know if there's really a hip hop scene down here. And I don't think I'm ever going to appeal to the type of people who would be into like a, a gritty sort of hip hop scene. Right. Right. So, um, I think that it's like, it's going to be tough to figure out how to fit me in, but I would rather play shows with hardcore bands, punk bands. Sure. I'd rather be like the rapper on a bill like that. I'd rather be the rapper in a hardcore community yeah. than um, try to fit in with like legitimate like drill rappers yeah, who are like yeah, actually yeah. running crimes. Yeah, yeah. And, like I'm, I'm just being silly. Yeah, no, because I know like uh, for a while, <laughs> I, I can't even speak to how it is now, but like 905 at one point had that like 905 click like a, a huge rap crew and 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 rap was uh, like an underground uh version of it was certainly alive and well in 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 I don't even know if it was Niagara Falls St. Catharines in the Niagara for sure but uh where it's at nowadays I think there are a couple guys running around doing uh like kind of like the rap thing um and I don't know if they play too many shows I don't know if they like obviously there's my Obviously, there's my son, the Hurricane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a huge, which is um. Well, they're more of like a pop uh, band. Uh, they've yeah. got like a. a, a, a I I wouldn't want to call them this, but they're more of like a hip hop band. 
Yeah, they're like they're pretty genre. Um, uh, I like them. They're a great yeah. band, and they they they've, they got all of them on there. But I think they know uh, Dano especially knows where to play shows and make them happen. Yeah. He's definitely knows uh, what rappers he can have to open his shows, which he he has full control of that whole band. Um, so I know that there's that, but like, yeah, really. Other than that, I don't know if there's really big rap presence and if there is it's not really communal like hardcore is yeah um you even hear about um these bigger artists um from just a few years ago like um lil pump not getting recognized in japan or um right you hear like smoke per playing a show to like 10 people yeah and um i think that this is the type of music in general where um you like getting people to shows in general is a lot harder um how do i say it like rap music sounds worse live a lot of the time in sure. my opinion, or it's someone rapping well, I, over. If you don't have the production to put into a live show, mm-hmm. a rap show is like me with my laptop rapping over my beats. It can be, yeah. Um, and I probably have a backing track because I don't necessarily know how the sound quality is going to yeah, be. Yeah, exactly. So, um, whereas um, there have been bands where um, hardcore benefits from the fact that energy is really hard to capture on a recording. Right. And then you see a band... Um, live, like, um, actually, the most recent example I would say was Loose Teeth. Shout out Loose Teeth! Oh hell yeah! Um, that band's recording is solid, and I listened to it before seeing them recently. But the absolute energy level that band hits is something that is going to bring you in in a way that a recording just can't. Yeah. And I find with rap, um, unless your live show is very, you know, if you have like actual people playing the instruments, or sure. um, even if there's just a, a a heavy crowd element to it where everyone else is into it, um, I think that rap shows can be a lot of fun. But for the most part, it's like it's more like a bunch of people vibing with a do. It's like a listening party. It's like a glorified sure. listening party. Sure. I get so what I you're think saying. I'd want to do a more interesting show than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, when it comes to trying to plan shows, that's I want to. I want to do something more interesting than just hit play on yeah. my laptop and, and rap slightly louder. <laughs> it's funny because like, now that you're mentioning all the different aspects of the live performance of the rap, you really don't ever think, like, when I immediately asked you if there was going to be shows, I guess I'm just so used to just showing up with, like, a band and being like, yeah. oh, we can play a show, we have these songs in the pocket, let's get ready to go. But now that, like, you, you actually kind of explained it a bit more, I have never would have taken that into effect until you actually laid it out. It's crazy, though, like, you... I, I really like the way that you rap. Rap is really hard to do. I've dabbled in it a little yeah, bit. I, I've I, heard I, your stuff. I, I've had fun with it. I certainly like. I, I uh, was playful with it. But one of the things that I really enjoy that you do is uh, like when you uh, talk about your depression and like uh, being in uh, like therapy and whatnot. I think that is so powerful, especially in the kind of rap you're putting out. It's, it's yeah. like, and especially it's tongue in cheek. You're kind of going like, yeah, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Uh, but 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 it's also. Uh, like important to, to to be talking about these things because I don't think may, maybe maybe I'm not listening to enough rap but I don't think they're talking about it enough in it. Yeah, I mean you I there's certainly like um I I have like my own sort of self meme about it like the obsession with my depression like that right. like, the, the neglection it's never ended like it's that type of there is a lot of rap out there where people are sort of like um I don't want to say surface level talking about their feelings but um like there's there's literally a way of doing it you yeah. know what I mean um I knew like I've had, like, addiction problems in my life. I had a really rough childhood. Right. Um, I've I've definitely had my fair uh, share of things, but um, I don't want to be, like, just, like, another, like, angsty-sounding SoundCloud rapper sure. who's just, like, like my the, the obsession with my depression. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah, I don't want to yeah. just rap really quickly about how sad I am. So, um, 
I'm trying to, I my my goal for sure was to try to look at it from this really like tongue in cheek sort of sarcastic idea. Like I like I find it funny that this sucks basically, right, which I think right. is a really relatable thing for people nowadays. Sure. It's like everything's out of our control and everything is just kind of shitty. Yeah, and it's like it's, it's what laughable. can you do but laugh? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, everything's a fucking meme. You wake up every morning and then everything is just costing money and like all you can do is just laugh at it, make a tweet about it and like yeah, that's a really fun way to to make it relatable. Yeah. And again, these these songs were just things I was sitting on anyways. So um, bringing them to light and having um, them actually be bodies of work that people can enjoy is, you know, it's all just icing on the cake. Because for me, I was just sitting on um, this curiosity. Like what, like, what would happen if I just tried, right? Right. Because it is outside of my comfort. Like, it's, I think you would be able to relate to this. Um, I find the harsher the vocals you're doing, the safer it feels. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, like if, 100%. If you wanted me to just growl yeah. like the dude in Behemoth or something, yeah. I feel so safe doing that. But there's something about rapping and yeah. just you, the sound, even even hardcore and yelling. I bet even going from Sinner to Hellbent, yeah. there's a vulnerability that you show in your actual voice that's very, very... It's, it's vulnerable and it's different and it's scary to put that out there because, like, it's... You're, you want someone to find your vo- you want someone to think your like talking voice is cool and it's, yeah. everything is so tied up in like cadence and like um just tr- and like trying to like have like this swagger about you in it and stuff so it's it's a very vulnerable thing to record right you might not think so until you're doing it yeah. and then you're actually like sitting there with headphones on in front of this microphone and you're like like you sound ridiculous. Like you, ne- you never sound the way you thought you did in your head. Right. It takes so many takes and yeah. so much confidence to actually get there. So, um, getting it to sound like it didn't that it, getting it to sound like it wasn't hard to do. Right. Is the hardest job. <laughs> yeah. in the world. And it's funny that you say that because everyone can rap along to a song and make that song sound like that rapper. Exactly. Right. Everyone exactly. can do the Dr. Dre and the Eminem, but once it comes down to actually writing your own stuff, Sure, you might not feel like someone's raps are better than others, but once you actually put the pen to the paper and actually try and get on the mic... And hear your own voice. You hear your own voice, you go, holy shit, like, uh, I've made a terrible mistake. (laughs) Well, because someone who writes a really good song will write a a good song to rap along to. And and if they're feeding into the vibe well, and if they're feeding into... you know, like the, I guess the message of the song, depending on how deep you want to look into sure. it. Like, um, you're supposed to kind of get lost, right? Like, it's like, you don't actually think you're like a thug when you're listening to music like that, but you like, you enjoy the wordplay, you find it clever and you kind of get lost in the character for a second. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So, um, it's about trying to give people, you know, just, um, that sort of, I guess, like, how would I describe it? Um, just like, um, like a bit of an escape. Not escape, but just, like, um, I think, like, um, everyone likes to feel like a gangster in their car. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, everyone likes to put on a rap song and yeah. pretend that they're just way harder than they are. Yeah. And um, I think when you listen to my songs, it's really obvious that I'm in on the joke, too. Sure. So I think that was a big part of it. That's cool. That's cool. Are there any rappers specifically that, like, you were influenced by like uh, while, like, making this shift? Or? Um, One of the hard things to um, accept about getting into a genre like rap over a genre let's say like hardcore or metal is um like i don't i don't think i'm the greatest rapper in the world you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and um like 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 i like my favorite rappers are like like jid kenny mason like um cool uh, like kendrick lamar obviously mm-hmm. um 
and a bunch of like like even like Suicide Boys and Ghost Man. Like I, I listen to like tons and tons of stuff. Baby No Money, I'm definitely influenced by because <laughs> okay. he's very good at um just again having just having this great level of like it's clear he's not taking any of this right, seriously. Right. So um his approach to it I definitely appreciate. But um it's tough because I'm in a genre where I never feel like I'm going to be truly as passionate about my stuff as I am about like the new Jid album because okay. it's like it's like a culturally incredible album, right? Yeah. And I don't like I'm not trying to be like this lyrical miracle Eminem boy like yeah. I'm not trying to, you know, change the culture or, like anything like I'm just like putting out music because I feel like it would have really bothered me if I didn't. <laughs> so, um yeah, I just, it's just about, um, in terms of, like, influences, I think I, I'm more influenced by the way people approach things. Like, Baby No Money. Yeah. Um, Ski Mask the Slump God, I'm definitely influenced by him just in general. Cool. Um, yeah, um, I wish I could say, like, local people. Dylan Ponders from Toronto, someone I'm huge. That's probably the only Toronto rapper I really listen to. Sure. Um, so shout out to Dylan Ponders, he's not gonna see this, but, <laughs> um... But other than that, yeah, no, it's um, I'm influenced by people that I'm not necessarily trying to emulate. If that makes cool, sense. Cool, cool. Do you have any uh, plans for like music videos or? Um, I would like to try to get a visual idea together. Um, mm -hmm. I'm trying to get an idea of exactly how I want to explore that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think. I, again, I'm just the type of person where when I think about myself filming a rap video, I I'm like just like my skin's crawling. Sure, you know what sure. I mean? Like I'm trying. But there's definitely a funny way to do it, but there's also like a cringy, funny way to do it. Um, I hate, I hate, I've never liked comedy music. I've never liked comedy rap. Sure, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So the idea of like <laughs> trying to hit that balance with a music video is also really interesting to me because yeah. I, I don't want to make like a super serious music video. Right, where it's, right. It's supposed to appear threatening or yeah. anything like that. But at the same time, I don't want to make like like a like a little dicky video yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know I what like i mean Shakewell does a really good job at yeah like, yeah yeah his videos are like almost... yeah, actually you know what i the leg lock video yeah. by Shakewell, for example <laughs> is a perfect example of like it's 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 more like a tim and eric like weirdness to it <laughs> yeah that yeah. would be, actually you know what um now that we're just brainstorming together <laughs> that's a really that'd probably be an interesting direction to take it in sure. but again it's um as someone who's never tried to film something like that mm -hmm. um it it would be about um I think I'd have to put my trust in someone else and try mm. to get someone to direct and stuff because, sure. again, I think it's really easy to sit there and think about it and be like, oh, I could direct an amazing music video and it'd be so funny. And you start picturing things in your head, but it's yeah. like these very vague images you're seeing too. So yeah. I would, I think I would need help with that. Um, there's a lot of time to grow, right? Yeah. Like I, I really did just start doing this. So um, I think there'll be a lot of time to explore visual aspects. Um, I would be interested in animation potentially. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe trying to create like a character. It's it's all it's all very new. So yeah. Going back to Shakewell, did you know he played in Betrayal? Betrayal, yeah. I had no fucking yeah, clue. Yeah, no, he absolutely played in Betrayal. It's just, there's a good chance we've seen him at Mikado. We, we did see him at Mikado. That's so sick. No, yeah, that was literally him. Oh my god, that's yeah. so dope. I just learned that on Tiger. Shout Bell. out Shakewell. Shout, shout, shout out Shakewell. Yeah, I yeah. know you're watching. Shakewell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, yo, rap nowadays is kind of wild. Have you heard of, uh, this AI rapper? Oh, yeah, that, that was dismissed quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. got signed and dropped within the same 24 hours. Um, <laughs> to be fair, it's not as simple as they made it seem. Like, there was an actual human voice behind it and stuff. Okay. It was more like a really, like, shady marketing gimmick. Sure. That also was, like, not so vaguely racist. Yeah, um, yeah, he's, yeah. like, getting beaten by cops and stuff. It was really bad. <laughs> it was but, um, weird. It was really bad. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, um, but that honestly, um kind of goes to show like 
what I'm dealing with. Yeah, yeah. Because, it's like, the world. well, yeah, the whole concept of trying, like, to try to get into rap music is so odd when you're hearing that, like, like an AI rapper just got signed and stuff. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just, like some dude in my thirties. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And I, and I'm not doing like the typical, like dude in your thirties rap. You know what I mean? It's like, like, I think there's like this mentality where it's like, you're in your thirties. Like if you don't sound like action Bronson, like you have to stop. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, I'm just definitely, um, I don't know. Just having a lot of fun with it. Actually, I have a fun anecdote. Way back in the day, I used to play in a band called The Merchant. We were just talking about it. The Merchant. It was mine and Matt Breezy's first band together. Corey Dobbin played in it. Shout he out played Dobbin. the Zach Wilde guitar, the one with the Shout the, out Zach Wilde. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I think there was I want to say there was more than one show, but there was definitely one show for sure that I couldn't make. And it was it, a Mississauga show. I it was Mississauga. I think I was going to go see A Day to Remember uh, and was like, "Sorry guys." <laughs> Yeah, a day to remember. I got a like, downfall of us all, you know. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, and you filled in for me. Yes. Yeah, and you filled in for me. And I remember back then. I don't know if uh, it was a bit, but I remember you uh, told me after that you were like, I was just going around being like, I'm Phil Paxton, <laughs> and like running around and like causing a ruckus. So. There's there's a very real possibility that that's what I was doing. I was I was definitely on cloud nine that day because um it was like the first like real real show I was playing. Like yeah. we we used to like I think. Yeah, we used to like do the ending to that one song all together all the time. Yeah. So um I was it was always like fun like just getting to jump up on stage and stuff and I've always felt really comfortable on stage, but um yeah, um but that like I really truthfully haven't played too many shows unfortunately. No, eh? Yeah, so um in terms of like any sort of anecdotes for me um specifically, um I've been more of an observer, I guess. I've always been. I go to a lot of shows, yeah. but I'm um, even it's even trying to remember shit. it all. It's just so it's such a convoluted <laughs> mess of just like bands I've seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you never ended up at the Hideaway? Did you? I don't think I ever went to the Hideaway. I think like by the time I the first show I ever went to was like, God, like scene two thousand four. Really? Eh? Like, re- okay. Yeah. So um. I think the hideaway had like just stopped, like L3 yeah. had just kind of, and Red Square. Red Square. Shout out Red Square. Yeah, that was the first gig I went to with uh, Red Square. Yeah. The punk band called The Rejected. Right, I remember The Rejected. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, The Crust Wave. Yeah. It was a good time, actually. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of punk back then, and uh, and a lot of the punk was always beefing with hardcore and metal, and like. Yeah, there were a lot of beefs. <laughs> a lot of, um, like, the Wellen versus St. Catherine yeah. beef was pretty pointless yeah 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 it didn't really get us anywhere but yeah there was all sorts of crazy bands um trying to think of all that there was a there was all sorts of different venues for us did you ever remember big bucks yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember um do you remember the fight the a day to i think it was a day in a death wish was playing nice and some guy tried to some guy tried to um run up to the stage to just like do a stage dive and security just started like beating the guy up. What? So so the entire venue started beating up security. Oh my god! And then like this like the whole band of Dana Deathwish is like screaming "fuck big bucks!" <laughs> like the whole I think this must have been scene fest or something. Yeah, had to yeah. See. People watching will definitely remember that if they're old. <laughs> like it's that was absolutely wild. Yeah. I remember like like I I swear to God like an entire. And this is scene fest, so it's not like you're playing on a Wednesday. Right. It's like 200 dudes <laughs> jumped two bouncers. Oh, no. <laughs> it's absolutely great. That... I'm like 15 with like my soupy hair just like looking at them. It's not a venue anymore. Burnt down. Is that what burnt down? Yeah. It, well, it was it, it, Big Bucks uh, was attached to that. It uh, burnt down. It, like, it was attached to that <laughs> fucking uh, apartment building. 
that oh, burnt okay. down. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. On I, the corner there. We were always blessed with uh, L3 because there was yeah. – uh, and Pat Murphy specifically just bringing so Shut much up, ta- uh, talent to the to, – to, Bring me the Ryzen. Like, yeah, the, f- the first yeah. time I saw Architects was at fucking L3. Yeah, it's the type of things where you, like, I mean, obviously both those bands have grown a lot since then. Oh, for sure. But um, it definitely was the type of headliners where nowadays you have to go to Toronto or, or, oh, 100%. or to London or something to see that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. The bled between <laughs> yep. the buried and me. Like, I we, we could... Oh, wait, wait. Did you see that Maylene's a fucking band again? Maylene and the Sons of Disaster? I think I read that, yeah. Dude, they and just like put... original singer, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. Put... didn't... The singer got like in a horrific accident. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got into a really bad ATV accident, and he's blind out of one eye, and his other eye is stationary. Shout out the band Blind in One Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Blind Witness. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, his one eye is stationary, and he was uh, like there... You were pretty much like sure you were never gonna hear a Maylene song ever again, and they put out a brand new song with a brand new music video, dude. It's fucking sick. That's great, dude. It's great. That's actually great. And it's not like uh, it's not like cowboy. It's like got this different gritty aspect to it. There's like a banjo, but they're somehow really heavy. I'll have to show you once yeah, we're that's finished. Yeah, that's definitely. Like, I'm really excited. Fuck yeah. Do you know the Mars Volta put out an album um, while we're recording this today? No, I didn't. Yeah, and it's like it's, what? And it's not like psychedelic rock. It's like like Latin like jazz infusion. <laughs> it's it's really interesting, actually. Cool. Yeah, I was never really big into the Mars Volta. Me neither. Um, the Mars Volta and At the Drive-In were the type of band where I felt stupid for not getting it, and now I just think everyone was up their own ass. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like. Oh my god! I like to have to drive in a couple songs here and there, but like, yeah, they did also get a little eccentric for me, and I it's was just, like, uh, "Yeah." You freak now. Do you still have that giant large CD collection you used to own? I do not. No, no. I lost um. I so I was um a pretty bad alcoholic. So I've lost oh, many okay. things. In I'm my sorry. <laughs> I became a minimalist just to stop losing stuff. Sure, so. sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just uh, donated a bunch of CDs to Mind Bomb, so that just what we made. Yeah, it's it's that. really unfortunate because um, I definitely had um, some really interesting stuff. Like I had like a Holly Springs Disaster um, really three song demo tape from the what? first time they played St. Catharines. Me and Shadow Kyle Fisher, um, both uh, they just gave it to us because we like went up to them. We were just so blown away by this band. We're like, <laughs> you guys are going to be big, yeah. <laughs> and for the Holly Springs Disaster. <laughs> um, um, like I had uh, the smear campaigns. I loved that band. Delta Convex, old True. ceremonial snips stuff, tons of old stuff Dude, that I, I wish I held snips. on to. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. The Minute Till Midnight EP, which oh, that was sick. What a band! <laughs> they were fun. No, so fun. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> what a lineup too. Franz on guitar, Trevor Wara, and yeah. friggin' Kevin Fornia and drums. Right, shout out Kevin. You know what I mean? Like it was such a crazy lineup at such a time. I mean, Poison the Well was such... It was the biggest influence, like, on them, you could tell. Right, with the storytelling lyrics. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were, like, but they were legit my favorite band when they were active. Like, yeah. it was crazy how much I wanted to just go listen to Bullet Belt Disco. And, like, <laughs> it's funny you said, Rose is Dead was my... Okay. Yeah, well, that was the I big think one. that's, like, a retrospect one for me where, like, looking back, like, they were, like, I don't even want to say ahead of their time, just kind of in their own lane. Yeah. Like, it was just, like, this really... It still is. Even their live show. Like, I remember um, them playing that one, um, they would always play that one really long, like, five-minute interlude, which yeah. was literally just that... Yeah. And they would play, it's, like, five minutes of a 25-minute set, and they would just... 
Like it would just the atmosphere it would create. And yeah. Stuff. Like it was. Yeah. Like they were. They were definitely like showmen. They yeah. Were, they really. That they were album a cool is. Band. Man, yeah. Stages. That's that's an album to be proud of. Stages is absolutely great. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out Rose is dead. Yeah. I remember when uh, you you and I were talking about this. I mean, you've probably, you and I have been talking about this record forever. I remember you got me onto this record, but you were like, you you told me, you were like, this is a concept record. And you were like, you told me about like Kazaya? how, yeah, no, 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 not Kazaya. <laughs> okay. You told me it was the stages about how the how the record was about how it just started raining and never stopped raining, and then everybody did I say that? Yeah, well, you Yo, told you. I I wonder if I'm right. Shout out me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that's true or not. Um, it wrote, anyone from Rose's Dead's listening. That sounds re- it sounds feasible. Thinking back, yeah, but I don't like. I wonder. I can't recall. Sure, sure. Um, where I would have received that information. It sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> I can definitely tell you it sounds like something I would have said. But I remember when you told me that, I was like, oh, it makes al- sense. albums can be concepts? Oh. I didn't fucking even Wait, put what the- do you mean? Yeah, like, this is a whole picture? Like, <laughs> this song is attached to this? Yeah, that was a brand right. new, you broke some ground for me. Interesting. But- yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, I mean, and I really appreciate stuff like that. Like, um... As much as, like, I, like, I shy away from, like, thematic stuff because, like, especially with my own music because, again, like, I just, like, I'm so scared of being corny. Sure. I'm just, like, I just, like, um, I should probably try to break out of that shell and <laughs> be a little corny and just see if people <laughs> like it. Now, where do you see what you're doing with uh, Steiner? Is there anything that you plan on doing next other than just doing uh, the singles? Or, like you said, you're just kind of taking it at your own pace? Um, I think um, right now um, it's really important to me to uh, – so when I first started doing this and I first started releasing music on Spotify, Spotify, um, I started to really stress myself out. Sure. Like I was like, I would wake up and have days where I thought my songs were the best things in the world. And then I would wake up and feel like embarrassed that they were online. And I would be like, Oh no, like what's going on? Like, um, and so like I would have like these sort of existential crises, crises. So I'm trying to, um, right now be in a situation where, um, I'm solely doing it for fun. Yeah. I want everything to feel fun. I want it to always feel fun. Um, and I'll keep doing it as long as it's fun, and I'll push the I'll push it um, to see where it could go. Like like I said, like I'm interested in playing some shows. I'm interested in possibly making some music videos and stuff. And I might make a song where you know it just makes so much sense to make a video, mm-hmm. or it makes so. Here's the song that'll you know sort of set like a tone for how I could do live shows or something like that. So I think there's um a lot of room to um like like experiment the thing is is out of the um vault of songs that i have recorded i have three times as many songs that i've just written okay so i have a really really big body of just um like old music to pick from old sort of bars that i can reincorporate into other parts um i want to try to hone um working with specific producers to try to create like a more like unified sound. So it's very organic right now. Um, I'm definitely not like, I, I, I wouldn't know what to call like the genre of music I'm making other than literally just rap. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? So, uh, but there's some singing songs too. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I really don't know. It's, it's a very <laughs> wide open thing. I just kind of, I, I wasn't expecting many people to listen to it. And cool. I think, I think I had the defense mechanism ready where it would be like, oh, like three people are listening to my music. Like maybe I'll just start putting way, way, way less effort into this. Right. And then my monthly listeners actually went up a lot higher than I thought. Not a huge number, but it's it's a lot higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. So um, it's, it's exciting. Yeah. It's giving me a reason to want to see if I could, you know, maybe push it. And the weird, the thing about rap too is 
unlike um i mean for people who actually like music it's definitely like um an album based genre of music Mm -hmm. but with rap um and even other genres of music but really with rap it's it can be pretty um life-altering what even one song can do for you if it blows up yeah Absolutely. Like, like virality is it's a really hard thing to tap into because again I don't know what I'm doing I don't sure. know how to make a TikTok like, yeah um so I have a lot of stuff working against me but at the same time what keeps me going um in terms of the small small possibility of success is knowing that I don't think anyone's ever written unless it was like a, an industry plant right. um, has ever written like a viral song that they expected to blow up the way it did mm-hmm. so it's it's possible that one of these songs i've got jangling around up here could be that song right right so. right do you have any go-to gas station snacks go-to gas station snacks i'm uh, i really a uh, shadow combos yeah shadow combos. tommy from rust yeah <laughs> tommy he, from he rust. knows about the combos <laughs> um man i'm a I like combos, but I mean, again, I guess as someone who's not on the road as much, yeah. the gas station is more like a, like, I'll try to find a gas station with a Tim Hortons, get myself a coffee. Sure. You know? yeah, I, mean, I want to yeah. stop in at the 7-Eleven, get myself a little, a little hot bevy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Shout out, shout out combos, shout out coffees. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Uh, if you were as big as Metallica. Okay. Uh, and you're selling out arenas. Uh, what would be the all-star uh, dream rider? What would be in what your be green room? Rider? And hmm. what's in the green room? What's hooked up? You've got an unlimited budget. Right. Okay, so in my rider... Hmm, that's that's an interesting question that I never I never pondered. Um, <laughs> and I'm as big as Metallica. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, what are we going to have? I don't know. I'm going to have like... I can have anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can have anything. What um, color sofas do you have in there? Okay, now we're getting high. So I'm gonna have. So we're gonna have some like velvet sofas. Yeah, there we it's go. It's important we have some velvet. Purple. Um, yeah, like, but like a sheer. <laughs> like I want it to be like kind of shiny. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I want. Um, what's an expensive wood? Um, I want expensive <laughs> wood. I think so. Mah- I want ma- expensive <laughs> mahogany tables. Just expensive wood, yeah. Um, I would like non-alcoholic Belvedere. That's sick. I bait. Yes. And I want it. I, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Non-alcoholic I want non-al- vodka. I want non-alcoholic vodka, not to drink, but just like for show. Yeah. Um, for other people, they can have it if they want, but I don't want anyone drunk around me. It's all, it's annoying. <laughs> it's going to be funny seeing a bunch of people be like, yeah. And then just like, I'm just bloated. I'm just, blo- it's not doing anything. No, I feel really, I, I, gotta I feel pee. good. I have to pee. Yeah. I feel like my skin feels nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to have, I got to have like, I got to have, um, a lot of weed. Yeah. Like, we're going to have to have a lot of weed in there. Unfortunately. Um, it's just, that just is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we'd have to do, what are we eating? Um, what are we eating? I'm as big as Metallica. I don't know. I keep trying to incorporate that. <laughs> what are we eating? I want any sushi. No, it seems so like, like, I don't want to, I don't want to just say something bougie now. I did say the velvet couches, but um, I'm, I'm a down to earth guy. I'm going to like, I'm going to like, we're going to do, um, Lunchables. 
Okay. We're doing Lunchables. A lot of them. Because I respect the staff that cleans up after me and my team. Sure. And Lunchables are a very simple... You can keep them in the container. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We just open up the container. There's all sorts of varieties. Well, and it's already there. And if you have a microwave... If there's a microwave... Yeah. um, Diamond microwave okay so it's it's bedazzled in actual diamonds and we use that to heat up the lunchable pizzas but um and coffee obviously coffees yeah everyone's gonna need some hot bevies we're gonna need some hot bevies those are just in paper cups though yeah well um no i want i want mugs with individual names okay yeah dying and in the die again diamonds of course. <laughs> a lot of sure. diamonds that's great awesome that's a great answer so i've only got one more question here for you uh if you can try and give me a list of all-time favorite artists uh if you give me five if you can't give me five maybe give me three hmm. if you can't give me all-time favorite artists maybe just artists that you're currently listening to right now Right. Um, it's pretty tough because again, I like, and I know like everyone listens to a lot of genres, but mm-hmm. I like, I've, um, I, I've, I've, I've started, be, I've kind of done this thing where like, I, I kind of separate music into two different categories now. And it's like music that I admire that I don't necessarily want to listen to all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and music that I just listen to obsessively. Okay. You know what I mean? And, um, I have trouble kind of distinguishing like which one I technically like more. Sure, you know what I mean, because yeah. like I, a lot of the times, like like when I come up with like my five albums of the year and stuff, it's not my most played stuff. No. it's a lot of like guilty pleasures and stuff. So, mm-hmm. but if I had to say like like bands that have, re- yeah, I would say bands. Let's go bands. This is a podcast for people who like bands, anyways. Um, Endwell. Yo, okay. fuck yeah! Shout out Endwell. Um, Misery Signals. Um, early Misery Signals. Um. Malice and Controller Misery Singles. Controller is probably one I think one of the best hardcore albums ever. I love that ever. record. I like love ever. that record. Um I don't know how many people listen to this band, but um shout out to anyone who knows the band Pulling Teeth. Okay, yeah. Pulling Teeth is fucking amazing. I don't guys. know if I've ever heard them. A really gritty, like sludgy, dark and hardcore band from back in the day. Really, really not from here, unfortunately. Um I'm gonna do that after actually. I'm gonna shut out the locals too. Yeah. Um Yeah. End well. Um like I said, Misery Signals. Shadow Comeback Kid, honestly. Yeah. What a consistent band. So consistent. What a just absolutely consistent band. Yeah. Um Super Again, Die Knowing is just one of those albums that I think is just like insane. Yeah. It's Absol- such a good record. Just an absolutely insane record. Oh. Um yeah. And then getting into rap, it it's um t- I would say people like um I mean, I don't want to say, like, basic stuff, you know what I mean? Oh, I like Kendrick Lamar, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, in terms of, like, newer people, I guess, like, uh, I like Jid a lot, if you've heard of Jid. Kenny, I would uh, recommend Kenny Mason to people. Um, Conway the Machine. Um, oh, come on, Tyler. West Side Gun, definitely West Side Gun. I listen to a lot of West Side Gun. Um, Lupe Fiasco sick. Joey oh, cool. Badass is sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot, and a lot of people have put out great records this year, like Joey Badass and people like that. Like, there's a lot of really, like, hip hop's a really, really incredible genre that, um, if anyone on here doesn't pay that much attention to it, I promise you that hip hop right now is going through its punk phase. It's a Sick. different genre than it used to be. It, okay. It's so experimental. It's, it's so limit pushing. And it's not just about, like, because there's Scarlord out there screaming over trap beats. Like, right. it's not what's interesting about it. No. Like, this is it really is like such it's 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 a uh, I know the hardcore community has always been pretty much down with rap you know yeah. what I mean it's yeah, there's yeah, always yeah. been a real recognized real but yeah. um there's definitely a lot of um 
there's a lot of really amazing music out there if you yeah. can, coming from rappers. Hell yeah. And um in terms of like local people, honestly, um obviously shout out Hellbent, shout out Sinner. Yeah. Um Hellbent is unironically one of my favorite bands. <laughs> um I genuinely I love the Thank full you. length you guys put out. Shout out Cold Shoulder. Yeah, dude. Shout out Cold Shoulder for putting out an album where not even one snare hit is a waste of time. Yeah, yeah, Every, yeah. the most concise <laughs> hardcore record I've heard it's in like a long 20 time. 20 minutes. Shout out you guys. That's incredible yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's a good really, record. Really, really, it's a very concise record. You guys too with Hellbent, very concise. Oh, thank you, thank it's you. It's a concise record. No time wasted. Yeah. <laughs> which I really appreciate because I like my song short and to the point. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> so, um, yeah, shout out Rust, obviously. Shout out Trauma model who dropped yeah. today they just dropped a record today crazy heavy one Making guys your own hell definitely absolutely, go check that out absolutely good album um i now i'm scared to like leave people out shout, yeah. out, shout out trauma lane yeah. shout out, um shout out reality denied yeah yeah <laughs> can't yeah. leave them out oh um, no the funnest band in ontario oh rd um yeah i don't know i love music in general that's the yeah. thing i i think i like more music than i hate and it's it's a it's a nice feeling i used to i used to spend a lot of time thinking about like whoa, I don't like this genre and I don't like this genre. And I used to like be so like into just heavy stuff and stuff right. alone. And now like I'm listening to everything that comes right. out. And it's it's really rewarding. And um, I, feel, I feel lucky to be the type of person who still hungers for new music versus just getting to 30 and just spinning the same 20 hardcore records I used to listen to. So. Yeah. Sick. Awesome. So where can listeners uh, reach you at? What are the social medias? Um. So... Um, on Instagram, my name right now is, oh God, this, I didn't think about how dumb this would be to try to explain. Um, it's Stein 05. Um, <laughs> so that's, I'm not going to spell it. It'll be somewhere in a description. I'm assuming, um, on Spotify, my name's Steiner on Apple. My name's my, on all platforms. Obviously my name's Steiner. Um, you can go on to my Instagram, which has my link tree in it. It'll always have my most, my most recent single at the top. Um, I have a band camp, um, shout out Phil who bought one of my songs and I did not realize in time and you will be getting a refund. It turns out <laughs> I did not realize because I did not check cause I did not think anyone would be buying my music. So shout out Phil, but, um, yeah, I have a YouTube channel, but, um, just listen to me on Spotify. Let's get that monthly listener. Number. Awesome. Awesome. Well, right on. Well, we'll take it easy then.